There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Okay, guys, in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, uh -huh. my question to you is, if you could be another Latino nationality for a day, what would it be? Mm. Okay, mines, I'm going to go real quick. Cuban, because I love their sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Good one. Mike, okay. what about you? Uh, I would be Dominica. Not Dominican Republic, but the island Dominica. Huh? I think it's Latino. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Beautiful. <laughs> But I definitely want to have that for a day because people will confuse me as Dominican and I'll be like, no, 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 no. I'm from the island Dominica. Because you want to throw people off. Okay. I want to troll them. Okay. Uh, actually, Jamie, I kind of want to be your people. I want to be from Spain. Uh, if that's okay. What? Yeah, because I want to talk like this uh, all day. Castellano. You want a pastelito? Barcelona. Frank? Me, I would be Puerto Rican for a day because I've always been fascinated between the rivalry between Dominicans and Puerto Ricans. Oh, so you want to be a spy? Frank, when you're shooting, are you actually shooting at somebody? Because it looks like you're really He's shooting up in the air. He's up in the air. Yeah, I don't want to hit nobody. You're not even doing the sound effect. You're literally like targeting. Like you're hitting Jamie on the shoulder. Yeah. Wow. You do it really well. Do you own a gun? No, not at all. Not at all. I love it though. It sounds really great. Well, throw your guns in the air because guess what this is? What is it? It's the Latinos Allow podcast. Episode 2, season 5. Season four. Episode How's everybody two. doing? Yep, just said good. that. Wow. Great. Right. Hi, how are you? I'm Rachel LaLoca. 
Hi, I'm uh, Michael Diaz, a.k.a. Juan Bago, <laughs> a.k.a. Latin Daddies in the 90s. Ooh, throwback. <laughs> Damn, okay. Uh, Jamie Fernandez, a.k.a. Jay Ferns. Bless you. Thank you. Mr. Frank Spiracy Nibs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frank, you're growing quite the fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And especially ever ever since that video came out, too. Yeah, there been are obviously women that like that little duck walk. Yeah. It's a little attractive there, you know what I mean? You know, somebody told me I could uh, report you to that bullying. Uh... <gasps> what is that? Yeah. Bago is a bully. You're a, a cyber bully. bully. You're a, a Bago hey, cyber I'm a bully. TMZ. If I get footage, I'm going to put it out hey, there. If that was a Planet Fitness, you get thrown out because they're all about <laughs> No judgments, bro. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> Look, I think I think you're right. No bullying. Because I feel like after this morning of the recording, being part of the Apple Podcast wow. feature wow. list. Wow. Say, one responsibility. Say it one more wow. time. Say it one more time. Apple Podcast featured. Yeah. yeah. We are on the homepage of iTunes today. Uh, oh Apple Podcast. If you're listening to this and we're not, believe us, we were. <laughs> uh, I screenshotted it, so hit me up, okay. Rachel okay. Loka, if you want to see the screenshot. Uh, from your, from our lips to Steve Jobs' ears. Yes. It happens, it happens. Wow, Steve Jobs? <laughs> Apple, he created it, bro. Rest in peace. Thanks for the Hispanic Heritage Month shout out, Apple. Yes. You are the Amazing. apple of my eye this month. Uh, um, okay. Listen, we've been lighting candles for what, a year now? We've been wanting Absolute, to be on yes. that. We weren't on that list last year. And I told Boca, I mean, I, I get confused. You call me Boca, it's Boca fine. Boca Loca, um, that I wanted Boca to be America. on that list. That's amazing. And I woke up this morning and I saw it. Woo! And I, <laughs> shout out to Meryl. I did Meryl caps and I told Rachel, yes! Poor Sophie, she must have heard it this morning. She was so mad at me. Let me tell you what happened, right? So uh, we were about to leave the house and I saw it and I'm like, yeah! Yeah! She said, you're going to wake up the neighbors. What's wrong with you? I was like, yo, we made it. Finally. Yo, honestly, it's been such an amazing two days because we find out today that we're on the Apple list. And yesterday, we get a wonderful shout out from Power 105 here yes. in New York. On a roll, baby. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So what does that mean, NetNet? People are listening to us. Mm. They are. They know what's up. Mm. They know we're sitting on go right now. Ooh. Oro solido y en inglés. Sale go Rachel. y otra vez. Rachel, but we had to... We have to bring things into perspective here. Okay, what's the perspective, Mike? We're going to have a new audience. So there are people right oh. now that are listening to us for the first time. So so can you give a little bit like a... And we're usually very more, more, we're more modest than this. All right, let's yeah. tone it down. No, we are. We we'll are. tone we're it down a little. It's braggadocious. Okay, hello, new listeners. How are you? <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hey. Welcome. Welcome to the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Sit back and have a good time with us. Fasten your seatbelts. But here's some advice. We recommend that you actually don't binge listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got, what, 37, 38 (gasps) episodes out there already? 37 and a half because Mike doesn't think that one of the episodes was an episode he calls it. The one that we interviewed, uh, well, actually, that was the last time Eddie was an intern. Oh, right. Then he got promoted. He got promoted right after the interview. Yeah, you look so proud, Eddie. Yeah, Thanks for does. the smirk. Yo, you see him? He's on a high chair. He's chelaxing because he's associate producer yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. All right, look Eddie. That. Wow, Eddie. Humble anyway, it down a little, let's okay? Let's stay focused. Let's stay focused. Anyway, okay, new listeners, it's all about you right now. Welcome, welcome. How do you feel? You feel good? Feel Drink good. some water. Okay. Um, okay, so don't binge listen is our recommendation, right? Because there's a lot of episodes out there, but a lot of us may not be healthy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I would take us in doses. Uh, Maybe listen to Max. I would say two at a time. What do you guys think? All right. Yeah? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Three, maybe. It's three. Three? You could fall asleep on one episode on us. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to listen to one late, the third one, you could fall asleep and then wake up. It's it's good. You know? I don't know if there's any falling asleep to the loudness of this podcast. Yeah, those gunshots at the beginning. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend nah. us putting you to sleep. Not at all. I would recommend the opposite, you know, on your way to work, at the gym. Mm-hmm. Where else should people listen to our podcast? Intimate, like if they're in an intimate. When you're yeah. jogging, your nipples start bleeding. Yeah. Um, Yes, a good one. <laughs> It'll motivate mm-hmm. you to mm-hmm. like wipe it down. In the shower, put on your waterproof Bluetooth speaker Ooh. and take us with you in the shower. Bubble bath. Good. Do, you're the only no, one you're here. You're the only one that does. <laughs> Jamie takes bath. baths. I don't by take the way. bubble baths. I take baths. <laughs> Anytime Jamie's like, "Yo, I'm taking a bubble bath." Half a day. That's why I do my reading. Okay. You got a, a rubber ducky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a man that will have a rubber ducky yes. for aesthetics. And if you're driving, I know a lot of you drive out there, yes. right? Hey, Texas, what's up? I see you. Yeah. You know, uh, we got our numbers today, and we're seeing where our listeners are. So big shout out to Alabama. Ooh, Alabama. Alabama. Sweet home, my Alabama. Wow. They're listening to us in Alabama, they people. Alabama. We got to We got to make. We got to keep we an ear. Latinos out loud here. We got to keep an ear on these Latinos. See what they're up to. So keep blasting. We got to deep dive that culture. Keep blasting us in your trailers uh, I'm just kidding <laughs> um, no keep us keep us going out there in Bluetooth Alabama in, in trailers <laughs> if we had a wall they wouldn't let, they wouldn't allow podcasts through <laughs> we would actually fly down there and perform live at a trailer park if you bring oh, us wow I there would goes, do a podcast from a trailer yeah. park why not sorry Alabama Alabago, uh, Alabago. Alabago. There we go. Sounds like a meme. Oh, and they're listening to us in Texas. They're listening to us in California. Oh, okay. Cali. Oh. All right, so look, speaking, and I have to set this up very, very gently. Mm. Speaking the first day that we've been on the you know, front page. Yeah. Rachel, tell us about the first day that you dropped off DJ to school. What? Oh, oh, you're going to oh make me cry. God. You're going to make me cry. Uh, okay, people so people like that when you cry, and we have new listeners, so they're gonna be accustomed of crying. So yeah, set, I mean, we had good the ratings tone. the episode that, that I cried. That was big. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. it was like a spike. It was when a sweep. It was a I sweep. Can make sweep. Cry. I have, cry? I have sure statistics to show that the people. <laughs> Shut up, Frank. <laughs> I have statistics to show that they actually replayed you crying. People <laughs> looped your crying. Which is a few interesting because I'm a really ugly crier. I, I don't sound good. I don't look good when I cry. I get very swollen eyed. Okay. I'm sorry, that's why I laugh, but it's not because I laugh because you're crying, but it's, you're our you're our ugly crier. Thanks, Mike. Uh, never met a pretty crier though. I don't know. Um okay, so I dropped off Donovan from at school. This wow. was his first week of nursery school. Wow. My three year old with a little little Jordan book bag and yeah. I'm just like where did the time go wow. and and you know now I'm a stay at home mom slash actor slash writer slash Podcast. everything slash, else slash, slash, slash crier slash <laughs> crier yeah I'm the town crier um I you know I'm with him a lot and so to drop him off at school it was like you know what's next college like w- w- this is Should ridiculous is a jump did he cry? No. He was like, deuces, mom. I'm oh, going to go play in the like playground. It. Oh, nice. They got wooden yo, toys here. It's, yo, it's the funniest shit ever. So Rachel's like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, Rachel, when can you talk? She's like, it's perfect. DJ's going to go to school from 10 to 3. But can you give me like 20 minutes? So, because I'm going to cry. Uh, <laughs> then she sends myself. pictures and DJ looks like he's the most excited baby ever. <laughs> like he's looking forward. He's making to friends. mommy time. It's like polar opposite. His face was like, wow, I'm not in like a 
50 square foot apartment right now. This is, is this life? There's actually space that I could run around? He's networking. Yeah. So how does it work with the ankle bracelet? Do you Did you put it there so you can monitor him while he's... No, but I have a hidden camera on his on his shirt so no. I can oh, see Oh, that's good. That's good. You that's everything. Good. No. Everything. Are you serious? Bible. Jamie, go ahead. Go ahead with your joke. You got a camera like that when you go on dates sometimes, right? You like... Uh, <laughs> you like to see the what's going on in the dates afterwards see how Jose press the guide press the guide uh, sound effect no try again what what did God just say he said nice try uh, oh, I came okay. with another one okay Richard wait, I have a question though because I don't I like three years old seems pretty young to start school yeah. I, I, I think I started school like at seven or some shit <laughs> me too like my my kindergarten I was already like getting through puberty I was going through puberty but nowadays is it is it like kids go into a sort some sort of academic Listen, thing they're younger they're taking kids at two now wow. two I think is too young three you know our mayor Mayor de Blasio is rolling out pre-k three in New York City it's yeah. not in every school district yet but by 2020 it will be so all students will have what they're calling universal 3k um i in my district they don't have that available so i had to go private um i do think that he's ready for school and to be honest look i know it's the right thing to do it's it's you know helping him learn more and at this age they learn when they play and for him to be in a group with other kids his age you know he'll get better eating habits because right now all he eats is uh, milk french fries and cookies um Uh, that's that's part of the pyramid right (laughs) (laughs) What can I tell you? And also, it'll help him get potty trained, which he's almost there. He's just not there yet. Also, he's in school and he's not potty trained yet? That's dangerous. That's messy. Oh, that's why mama was there the first two days. I was like, I want to see how she touches my kid's butt. I want to see this all go down. How would you change a diaper? Let me see, lady. Wow. Also, the teacher has to change diapers? Yes. What? That's crazy. They wear gloves and they put their pull-ups up, but they're also teaching them how to use the toilet. So it's great. I know it's the right thing, but I have to be honest. It's so, so hard on moms. It's just, we, ah. It's so attached, yes. So attached, and we worry enough as it is, but for them to not be under our supervision, under someone else's, it's a whole other layer of worry. Right. You know what I'm saying? So moms out there, if you feel me on this, hit me up. Give me some advice on how to deal with this. Hit me up at Rachel La Loca on Instagram or wherever because I need or some we advice. Are Latinos out loud. I have some experience. Fine. We are Latinos out loud. You have experience yeah, with what? Yeah. I, you don't well, even have a pet. Uh, yeah. So what else is going on? Um, you're addicted to a nap, aren't you? Oh, my God. Let's discuss. Oh, yeah. Because I also I also am into this app, too. Something oh that boy, is helping guys. me pass Wait, the you're time. you're into it now? No. I remember it. she talked about it about mm, last season, but now you're into this? Yeah, that? like the last month I've been into it. And I've gotten friends. But she, let her explain Let's what it is. Let's discuss, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. So something that is helping me pass the time while Donovan is in school is the Citizen <laughs> app. The Citizen app. It's like, basically, it's this app that, like, is, I guess, connected to, like, the crime blotter and, like, anyone who calls in for 911, EMS, fire, or any, the police. Any crime, and you can put your neighborhood that you live in, any crime that's happening, even if it could be the smallest thing, you see it on your phone. So, so people you, like, yo, yo, like, this is going on. Like, yo, I'm Shaniqua. There's a yes, fight right here. So They're throwing down you. right let my block. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, <laughs> because in my neighborhood, there was a fire in Kings Plaza, which is the mall oh, where no. I grew up in Brooklyn. Oh, no. And as soon as the fire got like encendido, the Citizen app was going crazy. What? I was getting well, like a chat in there too. It's People an alert. Ch- so basically, like anybody, if they're on scene, can start streaming live. 
with wow, video. That's crazy. And even like the video is so good that the news channels are using Citizen yeah. as a resource. Citizens what? on pat- Citizens on Patrol, kind of like the Police, wow. Acad- Police Academy Four. So you uh, could basically you know, <laughs> I don't remember that movie. I know there's a reboot, but Jamie, yo, right anything. now, check it out. Right now, I'm looking at the app and I'm seeing all these crimes app. Man oh. assaulted, shots heard, <laughs> um, pedestrian hit by car. It gives me heart palpitations. Do you wanna, wait, do helicopter you wanna... search for robbery suspects. Wow. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Some in the city somewhere. Do you want to pause the podcast while you get into that? Because I think we need to do like a, a, a real time crime podcast. Yeah. I yo, think. how about we fake a crime and we. Live stream it, and that way they tune into our podcast. Mike, what? I'm telling you, you're onto something because these these videos have like nine, ten thousand viewers at a time. What? Listen, Frank, I was... you beat me up right now. Yo, Jamie, stream it. Call nine one one. I was watching the extremely ad- hairy man gets beat up at podcast by a bald one. I was watching the app while this fire in the Kings Plaza parking lot was yeah. taking place, and there was this girl who was like, who "What's up?" No, I think her name was Letitia. Okay, She's like. What's up, everybody? This is Letitia. I'm reporting live from Flappish Avenue in Brooklyn. There's a fire. I was about to go to my dentist in the mall. Yes, my dentist is in the mall. And she was really good. I was watching her for like an hour. Reporting live. She was like, I was going to get some extensions on Flappish Avenue, but I'm going to stay right here and report for y'all on this fire. Okay? She's like, I'm going to go around the back to the parking lot on the other side so you can see that there's a firefighter in a boat. <laughs> putting the fire out. I'm going to see if I can interview him yeah. real quick. Wow. <laughs> it's a, crazy. Yeah, a very common crime in the city is like f- uh, people arguing or fighting in a pharmacy. Like really? there's, there's, I've seen already like three Dwayne Reed like fights. <laughs> it's like, yo, there's an altercation at Dwayne Reed. Um, I'm like, what are they? I don't know what they're fighting about. Yo, put like, down that Pepto Bismol, son. <laughs> yo, that's my prescription, yo. <laughs> oh my God, fighting over the last Plan B pill. I would do that if I had to. <laughs> Bitch, I will cut you. I need that pill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you ain't gonna take my car, yo? You can't read. We ain't Dwayne Reed, but you can't read. <laughs> so these people that are like streaming video, they think they're like reporters. I but think this I'm is good. It. I think this is if you ever wanted to become vigilantes, <laughs> like whoever, like if you want to become vigilantes, get a get a superhero outfit, right, and just follow the citizens app, and you'll know where like you're needed. You'll know where you're needed. Wow, my dream of becoming a newscaster is over now. <laughs> oh, oh man, Yo, well. Frank, I can see Frank. You could do some real life like Frank news. Really, I, like you know on the else? scene, on the scene. Okay. At Dwayne Reed. Yeah, at Dwayne. Okay. We are in the pharmacy aisle of yeah, Dwayne you Reed. You have a sponsor right there. <laughs> Yo, do you know like what's going on with these chemicals in the pharmacies right now? <laughs> <laughs> I suggest that download the app. It's tons of fun, but like it's addictive. Once you're yeah, on it, it is. It is. You're on it right now. Uh, yeah, I'm about to check to see what's going on. <laughs> All right, any other stuff? Oh, wait, actually, um, I'm getting a little FOMO because you guys had your first rehearsal for Room 28. Oh yeah, we have a show coming up. Right. We have a show coming up. Um, it is wait, October. No, I'm, no October Every time 12. you talk about Room 28, you all mess it up. October Rachel, 12. <laughs> no, no, let him rock. It's October Go 12. Go ahead, Jamie. What, what? Where? Where at? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Go ahead, Jamie. Where is it? Uh, it's 72nd, right? Yep. See? Um, in the street? Or... In the street. <laughs> <laughs> Columbus uh, Ave. In front of the Dwayne Reed? In front of the... <laughs> right near... <laughs> right near the papayas, right? He's looking at his phone right oh now, my people. God. No, no, it's in the Triad Theater, which oh, we've we done go. before. <laughs> 
It's in the Triad Theater, which we've done many times. It's a theater that we really love, uh, really enjoy <clears throat> performing at. And we're going to have two shows. Not just one, 7 p.m., 9.30 p.m. So yes. you could wow. go to one or you go to both yeah, wow. if you're really fans. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be a lot of it's it's gonna be a lot. We have a lot of Halloween uh, type sketches, Ooh. which is fun, kind of a theme. Um, so your poster today, your little uh, the posters are yeah. If you, Adam, if you, Adam family type yeah. thing. So you and Rachel are a couple in the yeah. Well, you guys yes. have the most sketches. I think. We, <laughs> I love how thin I am on the flyer. I like, yeah, I was gonna say that. I, I think we match. That's the super faja that you're wearing. I'm so excited. We actually match. I don't look like that. Any everybody who's coming to the show. Oh hey, Rachel. Oh Rachel. I thought you were. That's, no, that's okay. not my body after baby. <laughs> Rachel's hair totally works with the yeah, with yeah. the really? character, right? And then I kind of had like a, I had like What's a good the process for, from behind the posters because I feel like why is Jerry the little kid? I want Ashley by the way. Hey, he it's weird. Guys, Ashy knees. It's from uh, just face reaction. Like he kind of has a pouty face. We put him as as a little kid. He has yeah, a yeah, resting yeah. pouty face. Yeah, he has a resting pouty face. Yeah, yeah, Damn, yeah. Jerry. <laughs> But um, so looking, take that? looking forward to the show. But one thing that that I thought was funny when we were um, we had our first uh, read through on Friday. We were in Rachel's house, and, <laughs> and Rachel it was the first time I saw Rachel um, breastfeeding while script reading. Whoa, <laughs> breast script reading. It's called breast script reading. But she did it like very nonchalant. No one. It wasn't a big deal. She had the she had the blanket over the baby, and we were yeah. just we were just like reading through the the. Script scripts it was great it was funny but Ray, i get proud to rachel because she's just like she can do it all she can do it all Thanks, it's proof jamie you know I mean? wow. awesome you're wow. a pro you're a pro's pro um listen the kid gotta eat <laughs> you know what i mean uh, uh doesn't matter where we she are she would be in the middle she would be in the middle of the of, of a line she'll be like all right so um hey guys what's ow <laughs> i'm like wait what happened rachel was that that's not the script no 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 i just I, the baby's kind of benjamin did it yo i don't Anthony knew what I was doing because at oh, one point oh wait, poor so this is for real? Did he get this sick? for real. <laughs> you breastfed for real? What do you, my kid has to eat. They were, well listen, Jamie was two hours late. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, that's a whole nother issue. That's a whole nother issue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to feed him every three hours. But no, Anthony, I don't think knew what was going on because as we were reading the script, like I was delayed a little on a yeah. line and Anthony was like, Rachel, that's your line. I'm like, I'm fucking breastfeeding. <laughs> he thought Anthony. she was just like, cut uh, me some slack. He thought she was just Shit. like cold and she had a blanket over her chest, only her chest. <laughs> Give me a sec. My kid is not sucking a nipple right now. I need to put the nipple in his mouth. <laughs> okay. Shout out to all the breastfeeding moms out there, by no the doubt, way. No I um one time I remember like two, three years ago, I was at a cafe and there's like a breastfeeding squad. They all meet. Do you have that? Are you a part of a breast? I do have a few. Squad? I have a few breast friends. I do. Hey, oh, uh, that's a Jamie. Jamie. Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> I have a few breast friends. Uh, <laughs> we talk. Uh, <laughs> it's a very bonding experience, actually. Do you switch? No. Do you give the baby to It's the other funny because I do have a lactating friend who was holding my son the other day and he smelled it. He was like a little fish, like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, looking for it. And <laughs> she was like, Do you want. Oh, what? You like her tip more than mine? Right. <laughs> I'm Why like, are you sucking on that tip more than mine? He was looking for it, and I was like, do you want to give him some of yours? Like, it would give me a break. It's the same nutrients. I, I, I flipped out on my sister once. No, she, yours tastes like Brugal. Keep it going. I flipped out no, on my sister. No, mine tastes like oh, Bustelo, yes. Brugal and Bustelo, a little bit of both. Bustelo um. and Stevia. <laughs> I got mad at my sister once because she was breast. We went to Olive Garden once, and when her first kid, she was breastfeeding, and she was all up near the food, like it was like near the breadsticks. <laughs> the breast. I was like, is this breadsticks or breadsticks? 
and she met. So I was kind of bugging out. And she was like, I was like, I was being immature. I was like, can you do this in the parking lot? Jamie. <laughs> because I was like, I came, I came out of Garden for a taste of Italy, not a taste of my sister. You know what I mean? Enough. <laughs> I'm doing an. Ex- we have a new audience. All right. Well, Which, new by the way, audience. By Welcome. the way, by the way, audience, if you're in New York and you want to see us live, Ooh. you can email us at wearelatinosoutloud at gmail and see us live. As you can tell, we have some you have, live you audience right now. My They're all staff, but you can come and enjoy it. <laughs> Um, uh, I think that's enough. I think we're ready for another segment. There's well, too much breast milk talk. It's funny you say that because we have a very good segment that was actually, really? speaking of babies born today. Give a little yeah. backstory. Okay, here's, here's the backstory on the new segment that was born today. Um, so, I don't know all the cool terms, you know, that the kids use. Yeah, I'm not a kid anymore. Yeah, I'm not a millennial. I don't even know what gen I am. Gen M, gen Y, gen Z. Who the I hell feel, knows? No, you're a baby boomer. I'm not a baby boomer. I know that <laughs> was like in the 70s, jerk off. But anyway, uh, I'm somewhere there, but in my upper 30s, I don't really know the terms that the kids are using. So, one of our very bright interns came up with some copy for our Instagram feed oh, and she she used a term that I misinterpreted because I was like no that that really doesn't make sense to me can you just phrase it differently but today when we met in the green room she corrected me and it mm. makes a lot of sense now so I would love to introduce this new segment that we're gonna call learn from the intern yes Okay. So I would love to invite Rocio and Chastity to the mic. Hey. Hi. All right, ladies. So tell everybody who you are, where you repping. I'm Rocio. I'm repping the hives. Hi, hey. Chastity. Hi, I'm Chastity. Hi, I'm repping Chast- Brooklyn, and hey. I go to Brooklyn College. Hey. Brooklyn University, my alma mater, baby. Okay. Okay, it's not about you. <laughs> Makes me very proud. I've become a different person. Sorry. So, ladies, please tell us what's what's the term? What's the learn from the intern term of the week? The learn from the intern term of the week is tea. Mm. Uh, tea. To be more specific, hot tea or spicy tea or chamomile, chamomile tea. No, I don't think so, Jane. Oh, okay. No. That's too plain. Sipping tea. Mr. Uh-huh. T? Mr. Why, T? Why are you doing sign language? You could get on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to think of like different ways you can take in some tea. Oh, So what okay. does it mean to Can you please tea? use it in a sentence? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jamie gave us some hot tea. Oh, shit. And what does that mean? That means that he gave us the scoop, the gossip, oh. the bochinche, the chiche. There we go. Also, I could rename it Jamie's Hot Tea. Yeah, of the week. The kids would get it. So they understand. I didn't realize that the Kermit the Frog meme that everybody's been circulating for so long had that meaning. So he's like sipping the tea or like dishing the juice, right? Exactly. Got it. Piggy. Frank, isn't this like mind blowing? Thank you. I also think it's funny how. you know, Kermit the Frog is like sipping the tea but trying to mind his own business, but you know, people never mind their own business. So, oh. so yeah. oh. Kermit definitely doesn't mind his own business. <laughs> this is Kermit the Frog. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you That's so much. Thank you, thank you, interns. Thank you, interns. Thank you. Thank you for that hot tea. And now it is time for the award winning Pochinche Bites. 
I've been waiting all day. Ay. I've been Ay. waiting all night. So I've been Ay. waiting all day. Bojinje. Wait. Bojinje waiting all day. Bojinje waiting all night. Bojinje waiting all day. Bojinje. Wait. Yo, what's up? What's up? What up? What up? What up? Welcome so, to the Bochinche Tea Bites. Can right. I maybe? Oh, mm. wow. You're already putting it into use. Mm, hey, we're going to sip some tea. Corner. We're going to sip some tea. Oh, some right. gossipy tea. Mm. Um, mm. Let's start it off by uh, talking about, look, we've heard from some fans that um, we should talk about politics more. Right? Yes. And I listened. So the first Bochinche Bite for today is about Trump's dick. <laughs> Let's go! I didn't think they meant politics. <laughs> I thought they meant politics. Wait, politics? 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 <laughs> there are a lot of politics in Washington. Um, no, check it out. In an upcoming tell-all book, right, from porn star Stormy Daniels. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. She's you back. Know? She's oh. back. She graphically describes the president's package, okay? Mm. Um, which somebody should have told her is not a smart way to sell books. Okay. <laughs> I w- that wouldn't be my top selling point. Yo, I'm talking about Trump's dig up in here. Unless it's a photo insert in the middle of the book, then maybe. <laughs> Bookmark that. Um, so, uh, all right, so in an excerpt from this book, Stormy writes, uh, he knows he has an unusual penis. It has a huge mushroom head. Wait, what? I lay there annoyed that I was getting fucked by a guy with Yeti pubes and a dick like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. Yeah. Wow. I just threw out my raisins. That's the only exit that came out. She, um, I don't know. She probably continued to make other video game comparisons, like you know, sex with Trump was faster than Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know. You got to read the book. Um, it's obvious that Stormy Daniels is no J.K. Rowling. That's all I gotta say. Um, but um, look, I don't. Does anybody want a mental picture of like this, nah, this guy's it. joystick? No. Uh, joystick. Get it. Video Get it. Games. Got it. Good. Um, <laughs> Cause the mushroom st- and the mushroom stuff is like gross enough, right? Yeah, but then she really also much. had to throw in like the Yeti pubes. Ew. It's like the hair on his head is already disgusting enough. We don't gotta go through the pubes wow. and shit. Uh, so anyway, I have a question for you guys, the guys in the room. What Super Mario character best describes your penis? Oh, Frank, go. Donkey Kong. Okay. Well, <laughs> in order was to- that Super Mario? Oh wait, he was started as. Super Mario Brothers right. was started in Donkey Kong because it was a plumber in the original. Oh, right. <laughs> wow, Frank, you just deep dived there. So, uh, six degrees keep, of uh, Luigi. I'm keep, I'm Frank, it. your DM is about to be on fire. I'm telling you. <laughs> You're very strategic, Frank. Everybody learn from this man. <laughs> he already gets DMs. That's just going to be... Forget it. Wow. He's so, going to need an intern to just monitor his DMs. What about, uh, you, what about uh, the not-so-Super Mario over here? Here, Mike. <laughs> uh, I'll probably, I, I'm a Luigi. I'm a Luigi. Oh, you're a Luigi? Yeah, Luigi. Yeah, you look like him a lot. Yeah, so, you do. Yeah, Luigi's yeah. kind of hairy, so you're kind of got a full bush, yeah. full bush down there. I mean, you know. Um, I think I would I like go a little with, mystery, you know. I would so. go with Yoshi. Yoshi. Um, you have a green dick? <laughs> <laughs> you should get it checked out. Uh, Look, I take medication for it, all right? You should go to Dwayne Reed and get that ticket. I, yeah. I, mean, I went with Yoshi because he's cute character. A cute character, Uh-oh. but... Um, <laughs> you know, you guys went another way with it. Um, 
Wait, that's not fair. We're leaving Rachel out. What Rachel, about, okay. Well, you, all right, Rachel? what would you, what would you prefer uh, as far as um, in the Super Mario universe? I don't know. I guess my vagina looks like the princess. Uh, <laughs> it's trapped. Well, it's better than I. It needs to get rescued. What? <laughs> no, it's pretty and cute. Well, it's better than King Koopa. She, Koopa. she could have said King Koopa. Yeah. That'd be a scaly. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if it's pretty and cute right now. I'm, all, I'm four weeks postpartum. Come oh, check boy. back in another two months. <laughs> we'll be back to pretty and cute soon. All right. Game over. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that was my segue. Okay, okay. next. All right, next. Uh, Just stay bite. focused. Yeah. Um, next, go Coca-Cola. I can, why am I saying that so, so Latino? Why are you saying it like Mira Coca-Cola. It's Hispanic Heritage. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, you forgive me. Go ahead. You can do it again like that. Coca-Cola is in talks to make marijuana-infused drinks. What? Ooh. You know? Wow. Always got the munchies. <laughs> um, this oh new weed... God. <laughs> this trees. new weed-flavored Coca-Cola. First of all, it sounds like a gateway soda to other, oh. <laughs> to other more stronger sodas. Like, you know, first you start with, you know, Weed Coke, then you go to Crystal Meth Pepsi. <laughs> um, what is your? Would you drink uh, a soda that has a weed flavor? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't let you finish your sentence. Sorry. But all right, you want all right, so it, it'll get you high, right? But the taste must—it's gonna—it's gonna taste oh, weird. They'll fix it. They'll fix it. They'll fix it. They'll fix it. This with high fructose corn syrup, you can—you won't taste any Yo, of Frank it. Frank and I had uh, some uh, chinola juice oh, that man. was uh, you know infused. Yeah, infused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. Down for that Coca-Cola. Bring it. Okay, but that was that like a homemade kind of chinola juice? No, it was just real deal. It's official uh, tissue. I feel like yeah. someone just you went to someone's house. He's like, Nah, I got, I got you. <laughs> I got, I got this ill chinola juice. I make the from Nemo scratch. guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Imagine nutcrackers with. Wow. Oh my god. That's a whole other. Maybe Mike, you, you probably invented something there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll talk offline. Definitely. Okay. Have we'll you ever had any on. of those uh, like weed flavored like lollipops or candies? Usually yeah, they edibles. have those trucks now Gummy in the city. Bears. They got one yeah. on fourteen. But they, those don't get you high. They just have yeah, the taste. Right. Uh, yeah. Why would I want the taste of? of so it's having not really duels. made with weed. They're just like the flavor. Well, they can't legally sell weed I candy. I was always wondering why those trucks are just out in the open. No. Like, what are you doing? I think doing? they're just getting people like ready just for when it. Comes. It's like uh, snow. It's Frank, like Frank Spiracy's got it. I'm telling you, guys, 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 guys. Think about. It's ready. Think about it. Um, Okay, uh, final story. Uh, One of the writers on Sesame Street. Yeah. Uh, Did I pronounce that right? I heard Sesame Street. You're still on Hispanic Heritage Tone. Which makes a lot of sense for where this story's going. (laughs) One of the writers writers on on Sesame Street said that he wrote, originally wrote Bert and Ernie as a gay couple. Wow. Um, based on him and his partner's like life. Wait, partners? Uh, you better like. Oh uh, no! What his partner? His partner. Okay. So um, they had a bromance. Well, no, it's more than a bromance. A bromance bromance is like you're not doing stuff. They got brosexual. Oh. Um, (laughs) Which I think. I don't know. Um, Probably. It wasn't only the hand that was up the puppet, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, wow, Rachel. Hey. Doesn't DJ watch this? I think everybody everybody suspected that, right? You, you, Uh, when you're watching. Not when we were kids, right? When I was kids, I was like, wait, these guys have been roommates for how long? (laughs) Like, nothing's going on. People talking in Sesame Street. There's whispers for ten years. What's I wrong with that? I can tell by the shape of Bert's head, which was very phallic, Yikes. that there was something going on. I like. I, 
Hey, hey. Bert must hey. give Ernie a lot of head, if you Yo. know what I mean. Yo, Bert's mustache Bert's, alone gave it away. Bert's mu- Well, I always thought Big Bird and Stuffleupagus had something going on. Because they, they would always meet, like, at oh the court, you know, in that, where Stuffleupagus. Right. Like, no, they'd hang out in, in the alleyway or some can, right? shit. And the, yeah, well, yeah. Well, Oscar just like talk shit about everybody. Yeah, Oscar but, um, was the one like, mm, you seen that? <laughs> you know, like. And then, and then Elmo came in. The I think Elmo's bisexual because he wanted everybody to tickle him and shit. Oh right? God, he was just on, he just anybody yo tickle me. But I'm Elmo. Freak. I think he was on es- uh, ecstasy. That's what it was. Bunch of freaks on Sesame Street. I mean, look, <laughs> Sesame this Street. This episode is brought to you by the number six and nine. <laughs> <laughs> It's like take a right. You're already on Chelsea. I think Sesame Street is very uh, is very close. Um, oh boy! Actually, today the production company that makes Sesame Street they tweeted that no, Burr and Ernie to them are I love they the don't you did that. they don't have a sexual orientation. They're just best friends. They're asexual oh. best friends. Interesting. Um, so now it's like, who do you believe? You believe mm-hmm. one of the writers or the company that the, the Sesame writers. Workshop? The writers. The Sesame Workshop. Either way, this is very like this is very um, adult an adult conversation for a kid's show absolutely like for, at Sesame she goes to HBO and look at what is happening already it's yeah. like fucking like our, this is like some hardcore hardcore stuff going on yeah so. maybe we should watch the HBO After Dark special of Sesame <laughs> Street see what's really going on behind the scenes America Undercover presents <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> the real life Sesame Street <laughs> okay that's it for the bites y'all and now it's time for the pre-fake news oh. intro, so you guys know, and then the intro. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibs. Hello! Macho Man Hey, Frank. Hi, Hi Frank. how are we doing? Good, Frank. Hello, Eloeros. How are we we're Wait. fine, Frank. I, you want to respond? <laughs> Are we Eloeros too? Oh, yeah, Are we yeah Frank. Well, yeah. We love you. Today I'm going to talk about... I, well, I, I spoke about this subject matter on like one of our first podcasts. Maybe, maybe The like, last episode. The yes. last episode. Oh. I spoke about something that people always DM me. Why don't you talk about chemtrails? I'm like, guys, I spoke mm. about that a long time For ago. For real? I didn't know chemtrails Damn, was such a... Po- <laughs> I got look, yo, 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 talk about chemtrails, bro. Uh, guys, I got to look through your phone, bro. That's like, like, yeah. Chemtrails is like top three when it comes to conspiracy news, is right? It? Yes, it is. Wow. Can you tell our viewers what a chemtrail is? Because not everybody in the, in the green room knew. Okay. The, a chemtrail, sometimes you look up in the sky and you see these weird lines in the sky. So these jets come and they let out this long plume. And sometimes you see it in the sky and they look like it looks all like checkers. So you oh. see all these lines. And then these chemtrails are what I'm going to explain to you about what's actually in them because no one has ever really known what's inside these chemtrails. Until now. Right. So, Tell us. Um, they have, uh, they have something. <laughs> listen, this is, this is, this is, well, listen, this is such a heavy subject matter that Prince was on Travis Smiley and he was telling Travis Smiley about chemtrails and what they were. Up- when Everybody- he was alive. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you may sound right. like the last I don't want to confuse it. Right? <laughs> what are you watching? That's another Frank Spiracy. Wait, Prince is alive? <laughs> and he's studying chemtrails? <laughs> is that where Purple Rain came from? Chemtrails. <laughs> okay. Of the season so far, although there's only been two episodes. Okay. <laughs> uh, <my laughs> so listen, guys, chemtrails are being sprayed all over the world today. 
nanotechnology is within the chemtrails. Wait, is nano the same nano like when you say Dominican? Yo, is un nano or is that like something else? Well, nanotechnology, if you guys read up on it, there's something within that nanotechnology. There's something called smart dust, okay? Yeah, my dealer gave me some. Oh, Mike. Oh, I was waiting no. for it. It was low hanging fruit. It was either me or Mike. It. Me or Mike with that bad joke. I wasn't going to grab it. I'm glad one of you guys did. Congrats. Go ahead, Frank. All right, guys, listen. In essence, the smart dust is causing a disease in many people called morangelis. All right, I'm going to explain to you what morangelis. morangelis. Oh, I know about being morangelis. Because I see some bitches do some shit to my man that I'm like, oh, that's not what you're talking about? Because I was more than jealous. Are oh, you fucking with my man Nano? <laughs> with this technology? We are just really like beating Frank up right now. Let him I'm tell sorry, Frank, so real story. Sorry. Guys, morangelis is a controversial and um, a poorly understood condition in which an unusual thread-like fibers, all right, are under your skin. Some medical experts say that morangelis is a physical illness. Others suggest it is a type of psychosis called delusional patiososis, in which a person thinks they have parasites on top of them and they're infected with them. Some people with the condition experience a sensation of crawling, biting, and stinging. Oh, that's Wait. how I felt when I thought I had bed bugs. I feel that way all the time. Wait, do I have this? <laughs> now, this is, this is interesting, okay? The morangelis are triggered by electrical magnetic signals, which is detectable via satellites and ground stations, better known as cell towers. So basically, the cell towers and the morangelis inside you are basically communicating, right? The morangelis parasite picks up your DNA makeup and sends your DNA information to the tower itself. So the morangelis and the cell and those that smart dust <laughs> works together, okay? <laughs> All right. Now there's a test right now that if you go on YouTube, you can see if you have this. All right. I'm gonna tell you what the test is. Okay. You can buy either cranberry juice or grape juice, right? Uh huh. Put it in your mouth three minutes. You gargle it, and you have a microscope, and you look underneath it, and if you see like these little parasites moving around, you have the morangelis. <gasps> All right. Because what the cranberry juice does is it extracts the morangelis from your saliva glands, and, and you can actually see. It. So there's people on YouTube actually doing this test, and you can actually see it. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. Now I'm, I'm starting to scratch. I'm, now listen, I'm so itchy right now. N- listen, there's a there's a night nightline um uh program from January 16, 2008 called Alien Fibers that talks about this morangelis, okay? You can also Google, all right, this patent number, US patent number 4686605 and that tells you more about this, okay? And by the way, there's no need to worry. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you why. If you have a diet high in an alkaline diet, Mm -hmm. this morangelis cannot exist. I don't need batteries. How do you have (laughs) a high alkaline Well, no. When I say I mean, you know, a a diet high in pH, you know, fruits and vegetables. Oh, okay. okay. You know, it kind of kills us all. I don't need that either. (laughs) I'm in trouble. (laughs) Right. So there's no need to worry. We just have to take care of ourselves and, you know, um, they could spray all they want, you know. Whoa. Wow. Say it, I, don't spray it, parasites. Oh, my goodness. I know it's deep, guys. I just, I'm just here, hello, hello, and I'm just giving you guys information. I'm always, you know. I like how you scare us and then say, but don't worry, guys. I know. <laughs> like every newscast. I'm like, I'm just going to be thinking about this uh, for the rest of the night and be paranoid. Well, thank you so much, Frank. Thank you, Frank. Anytime, guys. All right, you guys, this is the part of the show that we love so much because our guests are getting hotter and hotter. And let me tell you something, it's hot in here. <laughs> Muy caliente. You guys, 
He's an actor. He's a producer. He's on his way to being an EGOT. All right? You heard it here first. And for those of you that don't know what an EGOT is, Google it because you should know what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, none other than Elvis Nolasco is in the building! Welcome! Thank you, thank you for having me. It's an honor doing? and a pleasure to be here. So many familiar faces and some new faces, and uh, I feel right at home. Well, right this is home. your home right now. Thank you. We are such fans of your work. And we have wanted you on this podcast. We're now in season four. Mm -hmm. So dreams do come true because we've been dreaming of this moment for a long time with you. That was a poem I wrote just now. Excellent, uh, Excellent, Rachel. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bago. Mm -hmm. At least I try. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so like, I don't even know where to start. We have a bunch of questions for you. So we have a bunch of listeners who are aspiring actors and writers and entertainers. Like, how did you get your start? Let everybody know where it all began. It all began began in the household. It all mm. began with growing up with a family that on the weekends we would get together on my grandmother's uh, apartment on 101st Street and Watch Manhattan Avenue. 101st Street and Manhattan Avenue. That's oh, Harlem. Upper, upper, That's upper, on the Heights. Yeah. 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 That's like two. Um, <laughs> you didn't all, make it there yet. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah. Once you were like, a hundred, she's like, oh yeah, watch the Heights. I just yeah. assumed. You heard a hundred. Yeah. She heard I hundreds. Just I, I get it. I get it. What do you but, do you uh, assume? I know. That's how it began for me. It just began growing up in a household where we like to get together and dance. And I grew up with some uncles and aunts that were really like my brothers and sisters. And growing up, watching them do the hustle, dance salsa, um, I wanted to emulate them. And I just had this natural thing from a young age to move. So movement Mm. uh, was that thing that really introduced me to this uh, wonderful world of uh, performing arts. Um, so I quickly segued to breakdancing, and I went to school uh, called Joan of Arc on 93rd Street between Amsterdam and Columbus. And in my school, I went to class with Dino Rock, Baby Love, a.k.a. Daisy Castro, Prince Ken Swift, and the list goes on. So I grew up watching these guys at Rocksteady Park, 100th Street in Columbus, and uh, 100th Street in Amsterdam, excuse me. And I just wanted to emulate them. And uh, every time my grandmother would pick me up from junior high school and take me home, I would stop by the, the park and I would let her know, can I, can I watch for a little bit? And I watched them do uh, McLaren's uh, Buffalo Gals video back in the days there. So everything just for me started from, uh, from the home and from the streets. Hmm. Did you have any breakdancing battles? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like in the oh, street, yeah. it's like, yo, we breaking tonight, yo. Yeah. No, sometimes you don't even say we're breaking, it's yo. Just, sometimes <laughs> you just look at, okay, they got their windbreakers, they got their Adidas. The carpet, shelter, the carpet you know, was the all carpet, set, ready the to go. Box, so you already knew, you know. You going to so. let him electric worm you like that? Electric worm? Nah. Jamie. Nah, nah, nah. That's how I break dance. <laughs> More like windmills, 360. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. That's the only breakdance I that yeah, I that the worms, I, yeah. If you did the worm, that's it, yo. You out of here. You out of here. Yeah. The gong went off. The battle is the battle is done. <laughs> I do that at weddings. I do when they get the circle in the weddings, and it's just okay. like you know. But uh, anyway, that's how it, that's how it started. So quickly, I just became passionate about the arts, and by the time I got to George Washington High School in Washington, Washington High School, now, now can I say now, it? Now, now can I say G Dubs, G Dubs. Okay, okay. I uh, okay. walked into school and uh, I was given a list of extracurricular activities. 
And I saw this thing said theater, and I said, let me try that. And wow. I was introduced and met a man by the name of Robert Stonebridge, who uh, changed my life for, for forever. Wow, did he become a mentor? Or yes, okay. absolutely. He became a mentor for me early on, and I remember clearly him giving me the play uh, called The Rainmaker and uh, telling me that I, I, I should play the role of Bill Starbuck. I looked at him like, dude, this guy's a cowboy, wears spurs. I'm this kid from Washington Heights. and uh, But he believed in me, so it was that first uh, taste of standing on a stage and really getting a, a voice and really start to express myself. And it did something, it made me feel a certain kind of way that I never felt before. So I wanted to keep chasing that feeling. So you didn't need to have anybody, like at that time, were you seeing anybody on television or uh, in movies that sparked that same thing? Or was it just purely your passion for the arts? Well, I think it's a it's a combination of, of, of all that. You know, I grew up watching a lot of television. So uh, early on, I gravitated to a lot of different shows. Um, I'm going to date myself here, but, you know. Go for uh, it. <laughs> Bago's old, too, so he can do it. Frank, Frank's... Uh... Frank, no, Frank is... Frank's he's a viejo. See, you can get away with that when we say, oh, come on, why are yeah. you saying that to Frank? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nah, listen, I remember early on, like, my uncle taking me to uh, to the movie theater on uh, 100th Street. Uh, it was an old movie theater called El Song. And I remember my uncle taking me and I watched a, a movie uh, called Let's Do It Again with uh, uh, Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby and J.J. Uh, from Good Times. He played the boxer. Dynamite. And um, yeah, so I just remember, and, uh, and John Amos. So I just remember just uh, like gravitating to these characters and movies like uh, Animal House and watching Kevin Bacon, you know, in his, I think, very first role before Footloose. Um, so, yeah, so I was inspired by a lot of television and a lot of films early on. And so how did you segue into, like, um, finessing your craft? Did you go to school? Did you take acting classes? Like, what was the next part of your journey? Well, the next part of the journey was uh, listening to Robert Stonebridge. And he said, you know, you, 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 you have something. Um, and when he spoke to me, uh, it really was like listening to for lack of a better word, the voice of God, you know, because I grew up with very little direction. So um, it really started to give me uh, that voice that I listened to it because he was very sincere. And he said, you know, you have something, you should really uh, go forward with this. And uh, I went, what I, what I did was I moved to Philadelphia. And in Philadelphia, I, I began really, really honing the craft of, of, of believing of acting, of uh, dramatic arts. So I went to Community College of Philadelphia and studied with Daphne Nichols. And from there, I went to Freedom Theater School of Performing Arts, an all-black uh, performing arts school in Philadelphia. And I studied with the late John E. Allen, may he rest in peace. And uh, from there, I just continued to go to this class, go to this school, go to these uh, uh, different institutes and just gain a lot of different experiences. Um, so still today, I, I, uh, I, was t I was actually telling Frank that even after so many years, still today, I, I still train. I still go to uh, classes. I train now with the great uh, Greg Braun in Los Angeles. I've been studying with him for the past eight years, and he teaches me uh, how to incorporate the Susan Batson technique, which is called 
which is based on her book called Truth, which is all about finding the unfulfilled need of a character. So we do a series of exercises. So anyway, I'm going to forever be a student of my craft. Is that something you recommend for people like in this field to keep going with school or like what is what's a lesson that you learn from doing this? Absolutely, because I think there's always room for improvement. You know, a lot of people want to ask you that you study Stanislavski, you know, that you study method acting. Um, there's so many different lessons, even in David Mamet, there's so many de- lessons, you know, someone like David Mamet, who's known as a playwright, who's known as a writer for films. He's known as a teacher. He's known as a director. Um, I read the book that he wrote, The Hearsay of Acting, uh, True or False, and I learned a lot from that book. So I'm constantly always picking up different information and just uh, studying with different people. There's also Leslie Kahn in Los Angeles who also teaches her method, which I tried for three months. So, um, you know, it's like being a doctor or any other profession, you know, tailor or a clothing designer. You're always going to be learning new things so I think that the more informed and the more knowledgeable you are and the different techniques you try the better artist it makes you since you since you're so classically trained can you uh, can you be watching something and just totally be taken out of it because you're like damn this person is is not a good if <laughs> they're acting horribly or you know where it's just kind of like you know you're finding out what they're doing wrong is it something like that where you could just tell like I'm not I'm not this person didn't didn't you master their craft they're not mastering their craft they're just no I can't really say that um, because everyone brings a different approach to what their interpretation is of yeah. the literature um, or of the uh, performing arts world, you know. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily say I watch something and be like, "Oh God," you know. Um, but I would, what I would, what I would try to do is I would try to learn something from every, every, everything and every experience. And of course, there's some things that might hit you uh, on a deeper level than other performances. But it doesn't mean that um, it's it's for me to. Uh, is for me to judge or for me to uh, scrutinize. Right. Um, it's for me to learn and uh, continue to my on my own uh, be a, a student, you know, because uh, there's just so many more things to learn. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. What's that sounds up, like bro? Frank Nibs. How you doing, my brother? Yo, that voice is like fucking Barry White and shit. You heard that? Yeah, I felt something inside of me. Yo, yo. Yo, nah, this, this microphone is very sensitive. Don't blame it on the mic, but it's that voice, man. It's powerful, yo. <laughs> nah, for the LOLs, uh, me and Elvis know each other for a little while. We're from the same neighborhood. We went to the same high school. We grew up around about four blocks away from each other. That's right. My question to you is, growing up in the Heights, in uh, your formative years, it was a little rough, I would say, you know, um, how did you keep that fire burning? What kept you going? There's not a lot of role models. Many people didn't tell you, hey, you could be an actor, I'm sure. Mm. How did you keep that? How did you keep that focus when all that was going around you at that time? Yeah, that's a very, that's a very uh, easy question to answer. Um, Yolanda Mercedes Curiel Calderon. Hmm. That's my mother. Mm. Yeah, my mom was not having it. You know, my mom raised three boys in the city and she did the best that she could, you know, but she always raised us with with hard work. You know, no matter what you do, you work hard. Um, And I had many different jobs. You know, I've been security. I've been, I packed bags in supermarkets. You know, I've always just had this thing about working hard. And I think my mom taught me that at a very early age, you know, humility. Um, There's no such thing as, as a, as a, as a 
there's no there's no such thing as a bad worker you know a worker amongst worker is the best thing that you could ever be so you know growing up watching my family how they came here in the early 60s and how they left Dominican Republic to 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 look for a better life for their family you know my my family always worked you know whether it's my dad who was a professional tailor you know he sat at a sewing machine his whole life you know or my mom who had different odd jobs in different factories in New Jersey you know Hoboken Hackensack New Jersey she worked wow. in factories you know um, it wasn't until later on that she decided to get her U.S. citizenship and then became a nurse. Okay. But early on, you know, I just watched a mother who taught her sons how to, you know, clean the house, wash the clothes, right. uh, you know, um, take care of the other younger one. Your bro- your brother's a wrestler, by the way. I'm sorry? Your brother's a wrestler. My brother's not a wrestler. My brother's not... My brother's like a Jamaican... No. My brother... Um, <laughs> My brother's a, 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 a retired lieutenant. Um, you're talking about my brother Yanko. Yes. He's a retired lieutenant, but he's also a wrestler. He's also a fireman. Wow. You see where I'm going with the Jamaican? Wow. <laughs> he's also he a fireman. He got jobs, man. He's also a, a wrestler. And, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's one of my uh, idols. You know, I look up to my younger brother a lot because, you know, everything that he has done, you know, even until now, he's just went back to school. He's uh, getting wow. his major in theater. Wow. Wow. Nice. Yeah. wow. We saw him wrestle. We saw you. <laughs> we saw you at an event on 116th Street where they were wrestling in the basement of a big building. At the Diana Towers. We were on the top floor from a baby shower. We were yeah. like, let's go explore. Yeah. And all of a sudden we hear like, oh. Oh, oh, and I'm like, what is that? That's that's Aramis La Paz, yes. baby. Yo, he was kicking ass. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the long wolf yeah. kicks ass. And he's baby. got a thing, doesn't he? Like oh, a the long wolf, yeah. yeah, yeah. When he when he when he does when he does that shout, everybody's like, okay, but I be in the Aramis La Paz, baby. That's amazing. He's yeah. good. Oh yeah, he, he you know he's one of those guys that he like he's self taught. You know, he self-taught himself how to play the bass guitar. You know, we live in the same house, you know, so I would be listening to him like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Until he finally, like, just like, boom, 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 mm, That's talent. So, yeah, he's, like I said, he's he's someone I look up to. So, Elvis, back to you. Do you remember your first gig that you got a check, that you got paid? Yeah. And can you mm. describe that process that you went through to finally saying, look, I'm getting paid for, for my passion? That's a very, very good question. Um, Like I said, you know, the five boroughs were my playground, you know, growing up in New York. So, I would either be in the Bronx, Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn, uh, in the trains, breakdancing. And when I went to school in Philly, uh, my very very first paying gig was an equity uh, gig, which was a play called Bobo's, which was a musical, which was a, a, a hip hop opera. So it was a hip hop oh. opera. And uh, I played the role of uh, Rock, who was one of the Autobots. Um, and that was a musical. And that was my very first paying gig. I remember it was like $300 a week. Mm. And, um, and, uh, and in the very first professional play that I, that I worked on, I got to utilize the experience that I learned in the streets as a breakdancer. Because in the play, I was a breakdancer. Did you like, I mean, I don't know if you guys do this. Did you take a picture of the check? I, I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> Maybe that's a Rachel thing. I was so proud. That was my first time nah, thinking I took a picture of it. Nah, but I do have a pic- <laughs> but I do have a picture and an actual check uh, of 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 me listening to uh, Jim Carrey's story. So I have a check and a picture on my wall in in L.A. of of what I aspire to. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> I won't tell you the numbers, nah, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
In honor of Mike recently getting uh, his his SAG card. Oh, yes. you! I did um, it. Mike graduated. I finally got it, which is funny because I get it, and it's I just got it like two days ago, and it expires October thirty first because apparently you have to pay dues every single. <laughs> so I didn't want to show yes. it on social media because it says expires October thirty first. I'm like, pay hey, your yo. bills. Yeah. Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's that's so true because I can't tell you like I got my SAG card in nineteen ninety four when I did Clockers with Spike Lee, Ooh, and I can't yes. tell you how many times. I had to go to SAG and be like, yo, I can't pay my dues. Oh, man. no. Can, can I freeze it? And then I later got to get it reinstated, you know? Yeah. It was really, I did that like about five or six times or more, man. And thank God for SAG and the committee because they always, you know, they didn't let me lose my membership, you know? So I, I, get, that, I get that. So let's talk about Clockers. Tell me the process. How did you audition for it? How was that experience working with Spike Lee? That was a really full circle too. So. Yeah, very full circle, man. Listen, it, 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 listen. Thank you. That's a really good question because I strongly believe that what you put out in the universe um, will will materialize itself. And I remember um, going to school in Philly, and I remember watching um, uh, uh, Mo Better Blues. Mm. And I remember looking at the screen and saying to myself, I'm going to work with that guy one day, you know? And, like, fast forward two years later, 1992, um, I'm, there's a cattle call for uh, Malcolm X. And I go from Philly, I get in my little uh, uh, Hyundai, and I'm driving through the uh, turnpike, and I go and I make the cattle call, and I get to, to be an extra in Malcolm X. And I remember, clear as day, true story, there's a huge group of extras piled up over there, and Spike Lee walked right up to the group, and he grabbed me by my elbow. Oh. I didn't wash that elbow for like about a week. I <laughs> your meal. I swear to God, I didn't wash my, <laughs> he grabbed my elbow. <laughs> he grabbed me, and he grabbed a, 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 a young lady, and he paired us and he said, okay, um, background action, I want you guys to come out of the movie theater. And the scene was when Shemling, the German boxer, uh, 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 got defeated by, by Joe Lewis. And I remember it, yo, I was like working that extra role, dude. <laughs> I was listening for background, you know? And when everything background, I came out the door with, with the, the, the you know, other partner they put me with. And I swear to God, dude, when the movie came out, I slow it, the videotape, the cassette, <laughs> I super slow motion. You know me encontraba? I was like, yo, but I know. <laughs> that was the scene. I couldn't find myself. Damn. But anyway, that was the first encounter with Spike Lee. And then like two years later again, I get a casting for for Clockers, and I go in and I meet with Aisha Coley and Robbie Reed, who casted um, Clockers. And I remember going inside the room, and I finally met Spike Lee. He was in front of me, and he looked at my resume. He was like, Nolasco, what are you, Puerto Rican? <laughs> and I was like, nah, I'm Dominican from Washington Heights. And he was like, oh, what do you think about Felipe Lopez? Oh. And I was like, all right, we're good. <laughs> so that was my that was my um, my introduction to Clockers, and then I got the phone call that I that I booked it, and I was one of the Clockers, and uh, ever since then, you know, it's just been an amazing relationship. Wow. And so now it's full circle because yes. you're working on she's got to have it, and yes. she's got to have it too. Yes. So nice. what's your relationship with Spike now? Um, he's Spike is Spike, man, and like you know, if you if you if you. If you blink, you'll, you'll miss a lesson, you know? Um, and uh, I've been watching him for a long time. And he's, he's someone that just knows the industry, in my opinion, inside out. You know, he writes, he acts, he edits, he directs, wow. you know, he produces. 
Um, so I've been watching him and, you know, for so many years working with him in front of the camera, I knew that one day I wanted to be, you know, behind the camera. And uh, last year, um, when I finished working on Claws, I said, you know what, I've been working on this script. I want to I wanna put this thing together. And uh, I did some rewrites, did some more rewrites. And finally, I felt like I had a really good script. And I kept talking to Spike about it. You know, Spike is like, just get it done, get it done, get it done. Yo, Spike, I'm writing a book. Really? You finished the book? No. Well, get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done. <laughs> you know, so finally, I was like, okay, I think I know what he means. Let me just go and do it. And then and then he'll probably talk to me about it. And that's exactly what happened. I uh, put this script together and uh, came to New York. And I had so many help from my community, from my DP, Salvador Bolivar, who uh, was, he blessed us with the cameras, Sal, you know. Sal, um, Sal, from the yeah, Heights, from the yes, Heights, right? Sal, yes, from the Heights, Washington man. Heights. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, my community came together, my neighbors, you know, one neighbor let me use their apartment. And long story short, you know, I put my own finances behind this uh, short film and I finally shot all 34 pages. And then I, you know, I reached out to Spike and I said, hey, I did it. <laughs> so he's like, all right, well, let's let's meet up and talk. So I met up with him and he asked me a bunch of questions. How many days did I, how many days did I shoot? How many pages a day I shot? How many characters? And I answered every single question. And I guess he saw that I was really serious about, you know, uh, filmmaking. And uh, he and then he asked me, do, do I have an editor? I was like, I don't know. I never got into that part. And then so long story short, he helped me with the post-production. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So having said all of that, Thursday, September 20th, uh -huh. at 5.15 p.m., uh -huh. Urban World, New York premiere of Time to Surrender. Ooh. You got to be there. Woo! Amazing. Congrats. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Are you nervous? Yeah. <laughs> World, I'm mean. nervous, man. Urban World is huge. You know, it's my first, uh, it's my direct, directorial debut, so it's my first film. And, you know, it's interesting that I picked such a title because the title does fit the film, but at the same time, it was a title that I had to continue to tell myself, you know, I had to surrender to the editor. And, you know, look, there's not going to be any more edits, man. Yeah. I had to surrender to the shooting. You know, listen, I'm, mm. I'm going to get what I'm going to get, you know, mm. from the actors, from the daylight, you know, from the time, you know, from the budget, you know, so I had to surrender in so many different levels. And finally, I was like, you know what? I don't think it's going to get any better than this as far as music, as far as editing. So I finally just had to let it go and surrender and say, this is the film. So um, I'm nervous, but I'm happy and Can excited. Can you give us the elevator uh, speech on what this short film is about? Yeah, the short film is called Time to Surrender, and it's a film about a, a Iraqi war vet who decided to go fight a war, not necessarily wanting to go fight a war. He went to fight this war because he was escaping from something. And, you know, long story short, he goes fights this war. And he ends up being paralyzed from the waist down. Mm. So when he comes home, he has all of these... Uh, issues going on in his life. One of them is the backlog that the veterans have to deal with, uh, meaning that they don't get taken care of like right. the government and the, and the system says that they're going to take care of them. They got to go through so many paperwork. They got to go through the VA yep. and everything is just a huge backlog. And I did some research and found out that 
America deals with a backlog as far back as Vietnam War. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the wow. veterans, their families don't get, you know, the pension or they don't get what they're supposed to get. Wow. And, you know, uh, like I said, my brother Yanko, you know, he served two tours in the Afghanistan, Af Afghan war. So what I did was I said, I want to tell a story about brothers and I want to tell a story about the vets and I want to tell a story about addiction. So I compiled those three ideas together, those three stories uh, to come up with time to surrender wow we have a vet on staff eddie is eddie. a hey. veteran All right. and one of our interns Big chastity, to eddie. Too. chastity too chastity nice. amazing chastity's on the camera y'all by the way all right okay oh, oh go ahead i would just want to follow up so you were saying how much studying you do as an actor yes how does that work as the director yep. since you study so much how does that work together you know i think that how it works together so well as an actor for so many years working on so many different sets you know I learned so much from Spike Lee I learned so much from Darnell Martin who gave me my first opportunity in my first feature film I like it like that oh, with Rita classic. Moreno Lauren Velez John Seda um, so I'm, 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 an, I, I'm like a sponge you know I like to just observe and, and take in information and then recently working with John Ridley on American Crime um, I really got to learn a lot from him and I asked questions. So for me, you know, my, my school was there, you know, being on the set, listening to the different angles, the different camera lenses, the different um, coverage, you know, that it takes to uh, to to get the right uh, shot. Um, the crane shots or, you know, like Spike Lee says, if you want to show somebody weak, shoot them from 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 above. If you want to show somebody strong and powerful, shoot them from from below. Um, so many different information. And I think at the end of the day, it's just being able to be that social worker, that person that can communicate with the DP, that can communicate with the lighting department, that can communicate with your actors and let them know exactly what your vision is. If you can tell a group of people your vision, I think that um, and 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 have them being able to help you execute it. I think that that uh, is golden, and that's a good step in the direction of of directing. Wow. So speaking of being on set, you know, you are Dominican, and yes. you're in an industry that Dominicans are very much underrepresented. Yes. So how does the Dominican in you come out? on set or does he uh, first generation Dominican American um, my parents came here in 65 and uh, Yanko and I were both born here in New York uh, but you know my mom is interesting right because my mom would be like mira tu puedes hablar ese guiri guiri en la calle pero en esta casa tú hablas español y eso era cocotazo y cocotazo y cocotazo you know um but now, nah, um, like, how does that, uh, how does the Dominican in me, what comes out when I'm... Do you listen to merengue in your trailer? You sipping Bustelo? No, I was just, yeah. listen, I was just in the Dominican Republic for like a whole month with my family. We went on a family trip. It was like a huge group of us. I was watching your lives, bro. It was watching that no. live, right? Yeah, man. It was my Aunt Nelly's 80th birthday, you know, so we all went to, so... You know, how does the Dominican in me come out? Like, just trying to deal with all of that. And, like, um, but nah, you know, I listen to my 80s classic, man. Benny Sadel, you know, Fernandito Villalona, you know, Sergio Valga. Madre mía, déjame llorar. 
que muy pronto quiero merengue you know what I'm saying that's it you put the you put the playlist of 80s merengue and that's all you need man so if you don't have more motivation as a Dominican you know Johnny Ventura I could go on Bonnie Cepeda she came back yeah I remember when that first that song first came out I was like yo what the fuck is he saying she came back oh she came back Clasencina ya volvió oh man I can't believe you're here man I can't Can believe I'm here. here. Yeah, I know, Frank. You were getting emotional. I don't see Frank yeah. like that. <laughs> no, 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 you you maybe don't remember this. This was maybe like 20 years ago. I saw you in 175th subway station, and it was like maybe a f I just had seen clockers maybe like six months before that, and I approached you. Now it was like, yo, man, I'm so proud of you. Yo, I was just like, that was like, you gotta understand for a lot of people in the heights, people that wanted to get into the arts, you're like a beacon. Because for, for me, at least, there was nobody else doing what you were doing. So I want you to know that always. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm getting emotional it. watching yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This yeah. is really beautiful. So piggybacking on that, how do you give back to the neighborhood as an actor and a very well-established actor? How do you give back to the neighborhood to give them that, that hope? Well, uh, that's a very good question. How do I give back? You know, I give back by just staying true to myself, you know. Um, I, uh, I walk everywhere. <laughs> you know, I, I take the subway. Um, I don't isolate myself from 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 interacting with people. You know, I think a lot of times when you isolate yourself and you put yourself in that, you put yourself in that box. I think you start losing touch with with reality. And and um, but I think for me, it's just being connected to to my community. You know, I'm really connected to Juan Villal who runs George Washington High School, you know, who they G gave Dubs, me. G-Dubs, baby. Yeah, G-Dubs. They gave me an honor there not, not, not that long ago. Um, Espaya, you know, the community, uh, Alianza Dominicana. Um, so I shot my film in Washington Heights, you know, and in the credits, I give shout-out to Washington Heights. Um, so I just stay connected by by still being in my neighborhood. You when know, I like saw you in that reunion in that Wash Heights, that old old school Wash Heights reunion, I was like, oh man. Yeah, I was yeah, here. yeah. Um, uh, Julio Tong, you know, Rodriguez, and... Uh, Hex, uh, Hex Hector? Hex Hector. Yes. You know, like they've been throwing the the the, the G-Dubs, just Washington, you know, under the light under lighthouse, yeah, yes, you know. Yes, uh, yes, yes, Old school jams, you know, so like... The Riverside you know, jams. Baby, Riverside jams, you day, know, so... Yeah. We want to catch the original people that's still around. You know, you see people from 174th Street. You see people from 180. Yep. You see people from 190. Yep. You know, and like after so many years and everything we went through, you know, in the 80s, because 80s were epic for us. You know, like yeah. Juno Diaz told me a long time ago, he's like, yo, if you're from Washington Heights and you were able to uh, survive Reaganomics, crack cocaine and AIDS and you're mm. still here today, you're a gift, man. You're a champ. You know True. what I'm saying? Especially if you're from the '80s, if you're from Washington Heights, right. because you know it was uh, it was tough. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the night there. I grew up there in the '90s. It was. It wasn't that bad. It was still. It was still a little. Yeah. yeah it was a change. It was the Giuliani. You know, Bratton. Giuliani brand change. You know, when Bratton became the the police commissioner. Yes. So yeah. uh, tell us about All American. That's going to be airing on CW. All American is uh, created by Greg Berlanti, and it's a wonderful story that 
you know, it's about football and it's about this uh, young people in this high school and uh, how they're navigating through uh, through this world of football and how it is that when you're such an aspiring star, how, uh, you know, different scouts want, you know, piece of you and how that dynamic changes. But um, it's a great show. I get to play the father of one of the lead uh, uh, students from the school. And uh, the story is still being developed. But uh, so far, we shot a few episodes and it starts airing October 10th. And it's a, it's a show that I'm really proud of. Um, but along the same lines, I think you're about to ask me about David Makes Man. Go ahead. I was going to ask you I, something I, else. I can't say credit for that. No? Now. Well, I, I, sworn. I, no, I, I'm, I'm truthful. No, no, so, but go ahead. I, no, go ahead. Tell no, us no, about I, I, that. That one is more interesting. What's that question? Well. I don't want to rob you from your joy. I want to know more about your future because, you know, this is your directorial debut. Is there more that you have up your sleeve right now along those lines? Are you going to focus more on being an actor? Like, what can we expect from Elvis Nolasco in the next 10 years? Wow. The next 10 years? I don't know because I don't really look up. I don't look that far down the, you know, uh, yesterday's garden, tomorrow's not promised. So mm. today, the here and now is the best important moment for me right now. Um, but there's things that I would love to accomplish. Um, I would love to continue to write. Uh, I would love to continue to direct. I would love to, honest to God, continue to do what I really wanted to do with this short film, which was give opportunities to other people, you know, to open doors, to bring people together, you know, like working with Sal, who's my fellow Dominican from Washington Heights, you know, to be able to have him come on board. Um, for moving forward, you know, I have two scripts that I'm working on right now. One of them is a feature for Time to Surrender, and another one is an 80s story um, that is very close and personal because I guess that's the best writings, right? The best stories mm -hmm. are the ones that are close right. and personal to you. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, moving forward, I think that uh, to be able to continue to create so that I can continue to open doors and allow uh, up-and-coming artists to, to showcase their talent, to me, that's the best uh, thing that I could look forward to, whether it's next year, two years, three years from now, or ten years from now. Well, we want to thank you for coming on the show and enlightening us, yeah. and we're going to follow your career as we have been doing. I saw you when you did your Oscar Wilde one-man show. That was yeah, years yeah. ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2011. 2011. 2011. But I'm still doing it. I just did it in Seattle for a three-week run, and it was amazing. It was a full house every night. So it was an amazing story, you know, by an amazing writer, and um, yeah, we're going to continue to move forward. But David Makes Man... It's a project that I'm really, really proud of. It was written and created by uh, Terrell Alvin McCraney, who won the Oscar last year for Moon, uh, Best Writer in Moonlight. Mm. And it's an amazing story. I play a, a Dominican character there, Tio nice. Teo. Tio Teo. And, uh, and, and that character. Frank is like, yo, I knew a guy named Theo Theo. Theo. I have a Theo Listen, listen, Theo listen, listen, <laughs> listen. This is a character that is going to really uh, take you guys on a, on a nice little journey. So I'm looking forward to that. And we shoot in Orlando, Florida, because Terrell is from Florida. So a lot of the things he writes are from Orlando. So anyway, I'm just really proud of David Mixman, and you guys are going to love it. 
Can't wait. Well, we were talking back. We were talking uh, backstage, back room, green room, green room. Jamie uh, always struggles <laughs> with terminology. <laughs> the green room. Uh, future egot, like you, you, you mm. could, you have that, you know, that skill set that you could do. You could have the egot, which is what are you, the e, the yeah, Emmy, the, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Egots uh, to have it. John Legend hey. to have it. Egots to have it. John Legend just wanted. Well, yeah, from yeah. your mouth to God's ears, yeah. man. You know, right now. Um, I'm just grateful to be where I'm at today and just be able to uh, follow my passion because I strongly believe that the three P's are the most important things, which is passion, patience, and perseverance. Mm. You know, um, if you don't have that, then you're going to get desperate. And, you know, I used to answer Martha Stewart's phone. Hmm. That was one of your jobs? Wow. Yeah. Who, yeah. Was, who would be calling her? Snoop Other than the IRS. Snoop Dogg calling her. Wow. Snoop Dogg calling her. All right, you guys, let's give it up for Elvis Nolasco. Yeah. And now it's time for Que Lo Que. Oh, pero ya tú sabes, aquí tranquilo, chuli snacking, más tranquilo que una foto, no me muevo. Where can people find you? I feel like Keloke was made for you. We had like 45 guests and none of those. So perfect. You just, you guys make You guys made me feel right at home. So you guys are doing something really good, you know? Oh, pero ven acá. Búscame, búscame el mondonguito, el sancocho. Tú quieres café con leche. También. Oh, oh. Tengo un traguito ahí. Un mangú con los tres golpes. Un brugal. Un brugal ahí. Oh. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Well, that's uh, I could answer that. I'm on uh, Facebook, Elvis Nolasco. On Twitter, E.O. Nolasco. E.O. Nolasco. And on IG, Instagram, Elvis Nasco. You were doing a lot of IG live before. Is that your thing? Oh uh, Yeah, every now and then. I'm not the, I'm not the, you know, you know. I'm from a different era, so I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm not the, you know, people be like, yo, didn't you check my man? Yo, you didn't. I'm like, I don't know what to hit. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to take a uh, one-on-one, you know. <laughs> IG, one-on-one. How are these interns? They know more than all of us. Yeah. Combined. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. It's my turn for Que Lo Que. So, as always, a big shout-out to our partners, Hierro.com, that's double L-E-R-O.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. In honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, they are paying tribute to the Latinx game-changers who are pushing back on the status quo and filling up our feeds while doing it. Keep up with the game-changers by following Hierro on their IG, which is at Hierro underscore online. That's double L-E-R-O underscore online. And Urban Latino, big shout-out to Urban Lifestyle Media because they are presenting the Lozada Lowdown with our buddy Angelo Lozada on Wednesday, September 26th at the legendary Gotham Comedy Club. That's 208 West 23rd Street, New York City. For tickets, log on to GothamComedyClub.com. They also have the Clef Stage Presents Sunday Brunch with Chef Frank Maldonado. 
He's going to make some pasta fajol. Um, I don't think he's Italian. With a live performance <laughs> by... the second time you've done that, though. <laughs> I just have to. I don't know. So, um, a live performance with uh, Giancarla. Music by DJ Choco Ventura at the Alaf oh, Hotels LaGuardia. 100-15 Ditmars in East Elmhurst. So, I have a couple of personal shout-outs to make. I So, this Sunday, big shout-out to McKenna. I'm shooting a web series in Marine Park, Brooklyn this Sunday. Hey, I'm very excited. You don't know everything, Mike. Okay. okay, you don't know everything. Um, also, Mike and I just signed on to be judges for bragging rights at the pit on October 5th. Can't wait to judge some sketch comedy at the People's Improv Theater and Jamie too, right? Uh, it's not official yet, but I might be the third. I might be the third so judge. So stay tuned, listeners. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's the, that, that'll be the reason if you go or not. <laughs> my, my mom, just 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 hold on till next week and then you'll find out if you get tickets. And then, of course, the Room 28 show is on October 12th at the Triad Theater so you can get tickets at room28comedy.com slash showtime and last but not least I have a show coming up at the pit wow I'm gonna be a lot at the pit um, it's on October 14th I'm part of the She Makes Me Laugh Festival Aww. so you can get tickets at the pit nyc.com I'm on the 645 block the headliner of the 645 block <laughs> just really proud that's all it is um, so again pit nyc.com Come and you can follow me at Rachel La Loca. All right, I'll go next. Okay. But not time out. Jamie, you want to go? I just have because uh, I'm. I would just reiterate with the Room Twenty Eight stuff. So, so I would just ahead. be like uh, Jay Ferns at Instagram. That's okay. It. Now Frank, you can know. Frank, you have anything? No, I don't. Okay. So <laughs> I have a lot. Uh, so all right, everybody get comfortable. Uh, if, you have, if you have ten minutes to spare, I'm a busy guy. Ten minutes. All right. Uh, can you talk right. fast at least? Yeah, I'll try. Uh, first off, obviously, Corriente Latina. Go to their website. They're always doing ticket giveaways, uh, contests, and everything. CorrienteLatina.com. The next one, uh, I joke around, but this is true because Jamie's going to want to be a part of this. Uptown Collective, the 34th annual Medieval Festival at oh, 4. Oh, shit. September 30th at 11.30. I always go. I've, I always go. Jamie's going to take a long bubble bath that morning. It starts <laughs> at 11.30 in the morning. Uh, last, year, last year, I went with a... You put like 20 pictures up last year. Yeah, because I went dressed up. Yeah. I had like a whole... Yeah, you fit. stole my outfit yeah, from the Thrones. I stole an outfit from, from uh, the Gente of Thrones sketch she did, and I looked like a knight. I had like a fake sword. I got into awesome. a full sword fight with a little I, kid. Yeah, I remember. It you was, got sued. Yeah. I I almost got sued. There's a big difference. But I mean, um, y'all, that's it's always it's always fun, those medieval festivals. Okay. Uh another shout out, uh Maria from Nemec told me about this event. It's the 18th annual Brides March. Yes. Memorial Walk. Yes. September 26th, gathering at 8 in the morning. Opening ceremony is at 9. Walking begins at 1030. It's at 715 West 179th Street. 18th annual. You should go and you should support. <clears throat> Can uh, we talk about the Brides March for a second just yeah, in case ahead. people don't know about it? Yeah, give it a little, uh, The Brides March talk. actually commemorates the life of Gladys Ricard, who is a domestic violence um Shout out she, to Letty. Yes, she passed away due to an unfortunate circumstance of domestic violence years ago. So um, this Brides March celebrates um, her life and her battle by everyone adorning bridal gowns. So everyone's wearing white, and if you don't have a bride's gown, you can just wear a white dress. And they march all through Manhattan to really make noise around the need for more domestic violence awareness because Domestic Violence Awareness Month is October. Yes. It's a great way to kick it off. Yep. Uh, another shout out. Uh, this guy just text messaged me right now. Um, 
Danny Hastings has his official Latino Film Festival. Shout out to Danny. And on Wednesday the 26th at 10 p.m., uh, I think it's downtown. I'll put uh, I'll put the information um, on my Instagram. But Dominican Ninja is going to yeah. be screening. So if you saw it online and you want to see it in the big screen, uh, you can check it out. But the film festival is going to be that Monday, uh, the 24th through, I believe, the 27th. And then it goes to Coachella in October. And, and Mike, just, make, uh, just remind them who won last year. Um, the best oh, comedy, boy. the best comedy actor award in that festival. Just it was Jamie. Thank you, Jamie, Jamie won. And who did I beat? Who did I beat? Uh, in who was also We're edit in the this running? Part out. It doesn't matter. You can Mike, keep going. Mike gonna, was also in the running for that. Edit this um, out, Mike. And he lost. He lost. All right. Uh, <laughs> quickly, next weekend I'm gonna be at Austin, Texas for Voto Latino. It's free, so if you're in Austin, Texas, I'm gonna have a panel about podcasts. Check it out. It's really dope. Voto Latino is doing amazing stuff. Um, Tucker Carlson was talking crap about Voto Latino about and what? giving a lot of misinformation so we gotta get together they're trying to get I think 200,000 Latinos to register to vote um, and then I was in a video that's out now that was with the PGA Tour and Me Too uh, cause they're trying to get more Latinos to be aware and support golf uh, shout out to Andrew that's what golf, Santiago. Golf, golf needs a lot of Latino support <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny <laughs> yo the PGA no really needs uh, I mean they, we have something in the works, so you need. We to should show. do a show in a golf course. We and excellent. We'll we'll yell at people. We should. Sir, yeah. You know why? Because Latinos could do more than carry the golf clubs. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, Thank wow. you. Thank you. All right. There's a lot of Latino golfers. Okay. Miniature Colombian. Yeah. Miniature golfer. Can you name one? Yeah. Chichi Rodriguez. Chichi Rodriguez. Lee Trevino. All right, and uh, last but not least, again, next month, October 11th through the 13th, which means I'm not going to be able to see Room 28, unfortunately, unless they Facebook Live it. Uh, I'm going to be in Hispanicized LA, so we'll check that out. And uh, I, that's it. I just want to say that that's I love it? you guys. That was pretty sure. It you want to talk about I cut off. Uh, December? I thought I gonna, yeah. Where are you going to be December 15th? What are you doing after this? After this? After you, t- after you take this? Are you going to like eat doing dinner? Where do you eat dinner? Uh, and that's it, Rachel. I just want to say that I'm really proud of you, Rachel. Oh, yeah? You a lot of stuff. Uh, Woo. Uh, you're Thanks. amazing. Uh, and you got a show coming up. Thanks. Right? You got a, uh, your thingy. I'm working on another show. That'll be in November. Another all-female sketch, well, variety show. Hey. So I'll unfold those details as they become more solidified. Hell. You know, it's hard to be in this position. I'll be honest right now with all the listeners out there. Being four weeks postpartum right mm. now, I go through this debate every day. Is like, am I doing too much? Um, and other moms have told me yes. <laughs> so, but I can't stop. I'm like Diddy. I can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. I, I th- like even like a couple of weeks after you gave birth, and then I saw your Instagram live. I mean, I, your Instagram stories, and I'm like, Rachel's. I'm already working on set. Yeah. And I'm like, crazy. Rachel, don't stop. Rachel, don't stop. And one last stop. shout out to our amazing interns. Yes, this family's getting bigger. Thank you so much. They inspire me. Mm. And teach it's, us. Yes. We learn from you. As much as you're learning from this show and everything we're doing here, we're learning from you too. Yes. And Mickey too. Light Eyes. Thank you, Mickey Light Eyes. Thank you, Jose. Thank you, Rocio. Thank you, Chastity. Thank you, Kenzie. And thank you, Eddie. And, oh, Hendel, I see you. You're hiding over there, hey. boo. But thank you to you too. On that note, um, to all the listeners out there, new and old, we still need some more reviews and ratings. 
rating. So please, um, please go to Apple, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Tell us what you really think about Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and please don't be afraid to share. We want other people to hear what we're doing here. We're moving Latinos forward while making them laugh, is what we like to say here. Oh, that's clever. Thanks. <laughs> I came up with it. Um, and we're also celebrating being Hispanic this whole month, so check out every episode, right? Yeah. Should I do it on that note, we out? You don't really want me to do it anymore. No, you could do it. I could do it? Okay, and on that note, we out! Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda Vaina! Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.